Reckoners, how are you? I hope this finds you well. It's Joel Jackson here. Just a quick one. There are some weird audio glitches in this episode that we're aware of and we tried to solve but just couldn't get our head around. So it's still a great episode, but there are some glitches that we know are in there and we apologize for in advance. Enjoy. It's still a cracker and our guest is top notcher. Okay. Are you recording? I think so. Says yeah, I've recording. got a recording in my Okay, in my cool. Corner. What did I just say? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> anyway, mahalo, Jackson. And uh, aloha, Joel. Hey, so every episode here back on So What Do You Reckon? The podcast. Reckon. We use fact, folklore, and flat out. Bullshit. To bring you a debate or discussion or a debunkation of a topic of our choice or suggestion from you. You did well there. You did well there. You like bring- that? I'd never heard debunkation used, but that's great. I, I never heard you, it. You realise that life. you started the sentence and then you're like, oh, shit, how do I put debunk in here? I'll add I'm running. I'm running. I'm running. I'm running. I'm um, right there beside you, mate. Hey. What? I'm running. I'm running. Catch up with me. La. Birds in me. La. I'm running. It's all in me. And Nelly Furtado. Hey, real quick. Go on. Are you over 15? Yes. Do you get offended easily? No. Are you the sort of person who hears a comedy satire podcast, takes it personally, not realising that what is said is for the purposes of entertainment and not the host's genuine opinion on the subject? Wouldn't have thought so. Great. Let's make some bacon. Hello. Oh, oh. It's the musical podcast. We're here again and Jackson is dancing for us. How much is like the go-to dance is just the shoulders? Like you just start with the shoulders and everything else comes with it. I'm more of an awkward kind of hand guy. Like, it's because I'm tall. There's lots of elbows and hands going. Your ex-girlfriend told me the same thing. How are you this week, Joel? You well? Good. Court case is pending, but I'm fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm really good, actually. Uh, You know, everyone's gone through some hard times, but it's good to stay positive. And we're currently in a week tres, as they say in Uh, Spanish. um, uh, Of the... old quarantino lockdown of yep. um melbourne i believe we have a an amazing guest um our and first one. yeah our first guest and she's going to bring so much uh comedy and insight into this for us would you like to hear a little bit about her yeah go on or oh, hang on should we hear a little bit of a dance banger and then and then we go into it i vote dance banger and then we go into it What's a good idea for a podcast? <laughs> Clearly not this one. <laughs> Today's guest, Joel. So, 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 so lucky and happy to have her on board. Uh, Okay, I'll tell you a little bit about her before we start. Uh, She was born in England on the 31st of July, 1980 to uh, proud parents, Lily and James. Although her life got off to a very tragic start when unfortunately her parents were murdered by the Dark Lord right in front of her at the tender old age of 15. But, hey, in the arms of a very trusted friend, she was sent to live with her auntie and uncle, the, the Dursleys, who treated her horribly. They just treated her like shit. They forced her to live in a cupboard under the stairs. And it was here, Joel, where she developed a love of comedy. She uh, honed her skills, this 
young lass at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. <laughs> <laughs> she was a national finalist of the Class Clowns competition in 2005, but went on to participate for the next 12 years in the Melbourne Comedy Festival, a, uh, a, a seasoned veteran, if you would, uh, as a solo stand-up comedian, but she's also a part of the uh, comedy trio Watson. What are you going to say? Seasoned as in, like, all-purpose seasoning or yeah. like salt and pepper or? Like a good roast chicken she is. Oh, in 2014, Joel, she met the love of her life on the set of the ABC sketch series This Is Littleton. Oh uh, but later I went on to marry her backup option, writer, comedian, and blogger Paul Verhoeven. That's good. At least they can laugh together. Do you Absolutely. know what I mean? Like, settle for sec- seconds, good. Our guest has appeared in Australian films such as Oddball, Holding the Man, um, as well as a lot on the small screen, Nowhere Boys, Molly, Front Bar, and Have You, Bang- Have you Been Paying Attention? Ladies and gentlemen, Tegan Higginbotham. Ah! Thank you so much for having me. Can I just say that is the first time anybody has gotten my bio correct in announcing yeah. that I am both a comedian and a roast chicken. So thank you so much for that. It's amazing what Finally. Wikipedia says. Finally. Uh, yeah, wow. Gosh, you made me sound good. Do you know what's really interesting? Um, week wow. one of lockdown one, I was I deluded myself that I was going to stay fit and healthy throughout this whole <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the aforementioned never the aforementioned husband and I we went for a walk and there was a just a gentle slope and I was like I know I'm going to get the old heart rate up I'm going to go for a bit of a run attack mm. really <laughs> you know uh, you know when you see How children ambulance of you. through the playground it was kind of that anyway I clipped uh, the footpath while in this this slow run. And just fell somehow on every single part of my body very badly. <laughs> I don't even know how I grazed both knees, shoulders, and my head. But I ended up my head slid into this uh, this sharp point in the concrete in the footpath. <laughs> I punctured my head and had to get stitches. So <laughs> this whole thing was really quite traumatic. That's, that's God telling you to stop exercising. That, yeah. but what's what's funny is I have this small scar on my head now, and it does tingle from time to time. And oh. I'm thinking either it's trying it's to tell the me Dark Lord returning, Dark Lord, or that J.K. Rowling's tweeting something. Something bad is yeah. going on. Something transphobic. <laughs> like her, her head starts, her head starts burning. She's like, oh, transphobia is on the no, list. No, J.K. We don't need no. an opinion about trans people. Yeah. Stop it, Shut JK. the fuck up, J.K. Oh. And the bit, or like someone's thinking about exercise within like a five meter radius of you. Like, don't. Don't mm. do that. Don't do it. Well, I you are a you are genuinely a huge Harry Potter fan, though, Tegan, aren't you? I am. I yes, I am. So this whole J.K. Rowling thing that has hurt actually, a little bit as a fan. It really has. Yeah. It's confusing. It's confusing me in a big way, other than the fact that I disagree with her opinions, which is mm. fine. It's okay to disagree with people. That's all Absolutely. right. Absolutely. But the thing mm. that gets me is that. Every time she's brought this stuff up, it's been a like she the, the one of the biggest kind of I don't want to call it a tirade, but you know the biggest outspoken moments was right in the middle of the Black Lives Matter protests, and it's like yeah, oh, yeah. what are you not the time for this, JK? Yeah. You have such a platform. Maybe put it towards the Black Lives Matter Dude, thing. It's so totally. strange. That is so true. I, I'm genuinely have and have always been a huge fan of Kanye West, which makes it really hard. Like I love his music. I think he's an amazing artist as in like in every facet, but every time he opens his mouth, it's so hard to like, okay, just ignore that. The best is what's being made out of these things. Like people, people are being inspired by, let's gently call them idiots when they're doing these things to kind of do a little bit better. You know what I mean? Like uh, Daniel Radcliffe came out straight away. Yeah. He didn't, you know, 
Emma Watson, yeah, and, and yeah. yeah, and then you get great people making memes about like Lady Gaga looking at things <laughs> of Kanye, being like, "I don't, I don't, I don't know that man. I don't." Um, <laughs> yeah, which I, is I the best. It's been you're right in that it's also just even people like myself who you know like to consider me to be a big old lefty, quite woke. When these conversations start, I find out how much I don't know about a subject. Yeah, one of you want to you want to sit back and be able to articulate exactly why this is feeling so wrong so it's yeah. it's driven me on a couple occasions to go and just do a little bit more reading you know get a little bit yeah. more work just so i can be smug at dinner parties it's basically all i'm doing it for but uh just walking over the chalkboard like well actually that's my point i generally um, don't engage for the same reason because i don't have enough knowledge on the subject matter to debate my argument but i'm not the other hand not going to try and change somebody else's yeah opinion. it's it's tricky. I just think, you know, trying to get as educated so that you're at least sure of your opinion. Yeah. Is yeah. Just yeah. so you can good at point. least be sure in your own head. Good point. Are, mm. are you sure with yourself, mate? Are, yeah. are you good with this? But here's the thing too, because this is like a really unexpected great segue to what I wanted to speak about too, because last episode we were talking about COVID or during one of the last ones we were talking about dating during the time of COVID. Yes. Mm. Um, which is really fun. But then what happened? The talking the week about after, was fun, but the actual... Talking about dating it, dating and COVID. And it was <laughs> no, it's horrible. Um, but Karen from Brighton surfaced. Right? <gasps> you heard this? Karen. You guys seen this in the news? You oh, read this? How could I have yeah. missed Karen? So mm. I've, I've written a bit of a thing, right? So recently, for those of you who aren't in Australia or who may not be aware of this and the stink it's kind of caused within Melbourne itself, it's it's been amazing to be here during the time of the Karen. We needed um, this. Because recently during the second wave that's breaking in Melbourne at the moment, Premier Dan Andrews and the medical authorities put restrictions in place so that you could exercise and move around only kind of in your local suburban area. So you only had four reasons to leave the house, exercise, food, work, or to provide essential care Sex. or caregiving. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Caregiving. I was going to say caregiving. Yeah, that's work, not like, that's, you know, yeah, yeah. getting your work on. I couldn't work. say it right. It's work. It's exercise. <laughs> it's work. It is exercise. A lot of heaving. Go on, sorry. Essential activities. Now, these restrictions aren't made to punish us. They're here to protect us, right? Not only fellas, it's ideal, saving lives. And at the moment too, you know, we're looting, people are dying. Now, a woman who's been nicknamed Karen from Brighton, her real name is out there on the internet and in some of the articles I was using to research this, but I'm not going to say that. But she's become, um, she was interviewed, interviewed by Channel 9 and then it was found out during the course of the interview that she hadn't paid attention to the guidance or things that have been offered by not only the Premier, but the medical health authorities of Australia. She travelled well outside her local area of Brighton to walk around what is commonly known as the TAN, the track that goes around the Botanical Gardens. Now, when asked why, she said, looking over her shoulder, which I love so much, she didn't even like turn to face the camera. It's just like <laughs> this coy over the shoulder. Um, she goes, well, you get sick of walking the same streets, you know. You know, I've done, I've done, I've done all of Brighton. And now Karen became an absolute hit on TikTok. Views have amassed over a half a million of different edits and different things that people have created. Daniel Andrews himself, Premier of Victoria, absolutely blitzed her in a press conference, which was amazing. Stephen Curry made a song, uh, the guy from the castle, who's a great actor. Um, Jacko, your mate did a song as well. Yeah. I reckon that she should start her own TikTok account where she actually kind of does a bit of reviews on Pinot Gris or tasting cheese or some shit. Or she could start a cameo and send people birthday messages like, 
you're here because your dad oh, got I bored. joined Cameo this week, by the way. Oh, did you? Yeah, I got asked to do it. Hey, shit, yeah. Well, her one could be like, well, you're here because your dad got bored of trying to do all of Brighton and just decided to do Carol. <laughs> Isn't so, her dad the the Karen chick? Her dad is, like, super rich. Yeah. Well, she lives yeah. in Brighton. I mean, I think that's a given. No, it's something to do with him owning some pokey empire or something like that. But oh. here's the thing. It is well, about me was saying educate yourself more than Matt. I'm just paraphrasing <laughs> something I've probably heard. But the reason why I wanted to bring it up, because idiots will always inspire us to do better, right? So a Brunswick creative known as Eavesdropper, he made a, uh, or he or she, sorry, I don't quite know, but they made a, a TikTok video um, of the tan and, and this really cool kind of rad hand lettering and stuff. And now they've doubled down and on Redbubble, you can purchase a T-shirt or a face mask with the design of I've done all of Brighton. That's the best right. Part is, the best part is 50% of profits go to the Indigenous Literacy Foundation. Hey, how good hey. Way to turn so that, a negative into a profit. Yeah. This is what I don't know. The, I don't know eavesdropper personally, but whatever they're doing and if you want to kind of get behind this. And I'll say what like, they're doing. It's in the name. Yeah, get, that's really, really awesome. So idiots will always inspire us to do better. That's what I wanted to. And you, you have always said that though, Joel. I've always said that. <laughs> that's why he likes to hang out with me. Go on, Tegan. Because we always say it. It's, <laughs> it's, it. That is the good inspiration. I think that is a good incentive to do the right thing because the one that I heard, and I can't remember who came up with it, so I do apologise to whomever this mastermind was if you hear this, but his rule to get the numbers down in Melbourne of people who've contracted COVID-19 is, um, is a numbers game. So if it's 230 people that day, you can have your first drink for the day at 2.30. But if the next day it's 130. That's oh, great. 130. Well, guess who's getting the wine? It just happens to be dry July at the moment, but that's a really good idea. I don't care. I don't. And I've just, I just heard that and went, I have that's never right. been so inspired to just be messaging people going, stay inside. Um, I just thought that was a really fun way of looking at it. Do you, do you reckon right. alcohol purchases has gone through the roof? I, my personal drinking has, so yeah. I would. <laughs> <laughs> but don't blame yeah. COVID for that, Tegan. That was years in the making. Yeah, it's cold, it's I, winter. What else am I going to do? Yeah. I know. I saw something the other day saying we, we, COVID has taught us that we don't need fun to have alcohol. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was great. We were talking last week about uh, the dating in, in COVID and all that, which sort of got us talking randomly about condoms, which then got us talking about purchasing stuff like that. And we thought we'd do an episode about embarrassing purchases across the board. Um, I mean, I, I guess the go-to is is condoms, right? That's sort of both men, women purchase condoms. And it's never a comfortable thing because the checkout lady or checkout man is like, you're getting laid tonight, aren't you? I think also for men there must be this added <laughs> pressure of, because they've got sizes. There's sizing Yes. Has, it, has yeah. it also, has it ever been confirmed if there is a difference in the sizes or is I, it just packaging? There I, is a difference. Okay. Yeah. Don't act like okay. you know Joel. Joel bought, doesn't, no, I bought, he doesn't I, like them and he doesn't wear them. <laughs> My buddy used to be like, you know, if ever you can't afford a condom, you can just buy like a Twix bar, right? Yeah. And then just pull it out and then you can just sticky tape the back end of that onto your thing and then use yeah. that as a condom. Oh, I just oh, buy all those oh. rubber gloves. That's and, not a and thing. I get those rubber gloves and some and scissors and I get five out of them, yeah. Buy for one. Yeah. Buy for one. But, so I can imagine with men there is this, this added pressure of yeah. 
I mean, surely you'd just want to go for the biggest size. I mean, would you yeah. buy one of the boxes for the biggest size so then you can just be transferring consistently at home? So when the girlfriend comes over, she's like, oh, yeah. I mean, is that what happens? I don't I, know. So I buy the big ones and I leave them out. So I leave them yep. on the so that if I do bring a lady home, she sees that and goes, oh, hello. But and then all I, your housemates so, see it too. Yeah, yeah. But then I buy the smaller ones. The, mm. the extra smalls, and I keep them in the drawer. So when I reach over, I do a bit, I put this extra small condoms in the extra large box. I remember oh. sitting there one time and going, ribbed condoms. Well, you know, you know, extra pleasure. I was like, well, you know, this, yeah, mate, you know, let's get them. Yeah, for sure. Let's see what happens. Let's see what, like, kind of, you know. Do they do Pandora, anything? Is that just a sales Pandora's technique? box, this unlocks. But then what was worse was that it, they were, like, a lot smaller than the other ones. And it didn't say there was a size difference. And so, like, I, yeah, it wasn't actually, it was kind of like getting into skinny jeans that you wore when you were 16 to go to the pub. And it was like, <laughs> that is really uncomfortable mm, and mm. a little bit dangerous. But the, the, the funny thing is we shouldn't be embarrassed about purchasing any of these items that we'll discuss today because they're all for sale for a reason. There are necessities <laughs> and they are things we need. Um, like it's sexy, <laughs> sexy underwear, toys, those sort of things, like, I'm sure there's like a zero judgment policy at Sexyland when you purchase anything. I mean, you'd certainly hope so. I hope so. When you first mentioned, you know, the subject of your podcast this week, I was thinking back through things and I remember the first time I bought a packet of condoms. It was from a Coles Express. I I remember it perfectly clearly. And I, for some reason, (laughs) wasn't ashamed. I don't know why that, like, I had confidence as a teenager far more than I do now because I was like, yeah, I'm getting my fuck on. What of it? Yeah, what of it, didn't. It didn't bother me, but I remember seeing a teacher from my high school driving out of the 24-hour sexy land, and this was not far from the school. It's sort of like a few blocks away, and I was like, mate. Uh, but it was to me that just felt really dumb on his part. Like you don't go to the sexy land a couple don't of blocks Don't go to your local. Do not don't go to your go local. local. Was this before the age of like online delivery? too so you couldn't be anonymous do you know what i mean yeah, there's a lot of things definitely. now we can get online delivery and, and like scapegoat out of things and it's only if you live with people that they'll be going uh what's that yeah i think also things have changed now in the sense that i mean i'm talking more specifically with sex toys i know a few people who are in mainstream media who have uh partnerships with sex toy manufacturers to do online promotions and told you that is- in private but go on <laughs> It doesn't seem to be that much of a thing. But I think when it comes in particular to uh, to women's sex toys, mm. gone are the days of like this giant phallic, horrible, <laughs> veiny cock, you know, for want of it. That's what it is. Yeah. Now they're all like these really sleek, beautiful shapes, like in beautiful pastel pinks and stuff yeah. like that. They Gorgeous. all look like, you know, they could be an iPhone or not, you know. So, <laughs> You're just not sure. So I, I think that it's helped that those things have changed a little bit too. Like you could yeah. almost display them in your bathroom like along with a vase that your mum bought you, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think and that people... Like, did you make this one? Yeah, I did. Yeah, they made that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't touch it, don't touch it, don't touch it. No. <laughs> it's, it's still cooling. Do you think people have different tactics when purchasing <laughs> stuff like this? Like being in the sexy land and pretending you're on the phone's like, yeah, yeah, which one was it? Okay, yeah, I'm just getting it. Uh, this is for yeah. my friend. This cock ring's for my friend. I, I had a friend say the exact same thing. She was, um, I was talking about this this week in the topic and she said, yeah, I went and bought one before the time of um, like the, the lockdown, lockdown kind of came in and I made it appear like I was buying for a friend who was in quarantine. I was like, yeah, she's <laughs> just in quarantine. So she's going to, you know, I'm just trying to help her quarantine out. Quarantine is the name she gave to her vagina. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, she's, she's suffering from yeah. the global illness and really wants to get herself off. So I'm just going to help her out. <laughs> medical supplies. You see, it's not even just purchasing the item. I had a high school teacher who obviously I won't name in this scenario, um, who can, I, worked, I worked at their local Target and she bought a G-string, uh, a red G-string off me. But she was in the line. She had it in her hand with a few other things. And I was like, uh, next. She's looking at, she sort of started looking at all those like uh, confectionery bars and stuff. Oh, yeah. I was like, over here, I'm free. Come on. <laughs> like, she did not want me to be the salesperson to sell it to her. Next day she wore it to school and we saw it and everyone was like, did you see such and such? As I'm like, I do not want to. I don't want to talk oh, about no. that. No. I am. Um, first, uh, with, with regards to the sexy land stuff, I spoke with a friend as well and her tactic was she didn't do this during lockdown. This was ages ago. She got it gift wrapped. As in like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, okay, get it gift wrapped, but it was for her. I think that one's quite smart actually. Yeah. But I've done the whole pretending to be on the phone shopping for someone else. Have you? But mine was that I was buying a one kilo family pack of Easter eggs. (laughs) So I was on the phone (laughs) and I felt so ashamed. I was in the Target on, what is it, Burke Street in the city. So I pretended to be chatting about the kids. Yeah, yeah. No, no, okay, just, all right, you pick them up, you pick them up, I'll be there shortly. (laughs) Just because I felt so guilty about this packet of Easter eggs. And that then reminded me about the one other time where I've had buyer's guilt of some degree was that it's all chocolate for me. I went to, um, I had just moved to Carlton North and was in this share house and went to sign up for a new gym membership. Mm. And I didn't realise this until after I'd done all the paperwork and that stupid, boring induction that they make you do. I had chocolate on my face. (laughs) I was signing up for a gym membership by some grub child and it was only when I came out because I'd had a cappuccino on the way there and all the the chocolatey froth froth. had gotten on my mouth. (laughs) Also, tell me, tell me that I have chocolate on my face. Yes, say something. Say something. No, they left it. Even when you had to take, like, your ID card photo, they kept it on there. It's like, <laughs> this is a reminder of where you started. Oh, yeah, it's the before shot and I literally have food on me. No. I have, like, those days when you go, no, I'm just going to actually sit inside all day and have a bit of a chill, watch some movies, and you get frozen pizza and, sausage, like, the party packs of sausage rolls and party pies. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing you're getting. And they're just looking at you and your comfies being like, mate, need a bit of love, don't you, son? You all right? Go get so, your get so is it the amount of items too? Like if you go in and buy just that one embarrassing item, like if you go, do you buy just a packet of condoms and go, or do you just, I might as well get some bananas? And I never, I never used to just, just buy the packet of condoms, but now if I need them, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm man enough to be like, guess what? Yeah. This guy. Right yeah. Here. I'm active. Me. I'm active. I'm active. What about it? And I'm careful. Huh? What do you want? It's but cool then- to be active, everyone. Just looking around the shop. <laughs> So but then my 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 um my cousin was like, well, what if you bought it and then bought things next to it that were just even funnier? So if you bought a packet of condoms and a really big eggplant, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just for fun, or like a thing of bananas, and you know, but the exact number of con- the exact number of bananas as in the pa- as in the packet. Yeah, so ten bananas to ten condoms. Yeah, just make it really sus. I've only ever I, um, bought them at, at like a, well, not ever, but I bought them once at a service station. Me and my partner uh, were planning on getting active that night and I stopped in at the service station and got them and the, it was one of the best jokes ever told and I, the guy just didn't give me anything. I went up to the counter <laughs> at the condoms. He goes, no fuel. I went, mate, i got plenty. Why do you think I'm getting the condoms? And he oh, just, that's, I think he that's just great. stared at me and I was like, no, no, that's just those, thanks, mate. 
Yeah. Oh, that's a great. I like that, Jack. That's very well played. I do enjoy that. What about like hair removal cream? Mm-hmm. So I think the embarrassing part is that whatever the item is you're purchasing, the checkout person knows what you're going to be doing with it. And to me, that's what's the embarrassing part. So if I'm buying hair removal once cream. Again, yeah, it's it's different once again for men and women because for yeah, us definitely. we just always go, it's legs, it's for yeah. our legs. It's not embarrassing, it's just a leg and we we can get out of it that way. But I suppose for men, I mean now different. though with with so much fitness and, mm. you know, you so see that. You could be like, I'm a swimmer so and he's looking at me yeah. going, you are obviously not a swimmer. <laughs> so no, it's for, it's for my testicles. <laughs> but is that is that put, is that not put hair removal thing? cream on your testicles? No, don't because it, it lowers your sperm is count. Is that a well, thing? That men do, surely you don't actually do no. that, do you? It says uh, do not put it anywhere no. near those sensitive parts because it will burn, like it will eat through it. I remember yeah, my apparently. buddy used to get me to do his, my buddy used to get me to do his back like a fair, uh-huh. like once a month. Oh. Which was a lot of, there was a lot of love that went into that. There was a lot of, I knew him since I was about eight years old. There was okay. a lot of, I, buddy, I've got you. It's it's okay. Um, but yeah, do not put it anywhere else because this, like this, the smell of that stuff. Yeah. Is insane. Now, let alone when you're like painting someone's back with it. Well, what hang about on, like? Hang on. What are, What are you talking about? Are you talking about the strips? What were you using? Terps? What? <laughs> I've never. <laughs> I have never interacted with waxing stuff that smells that pungent. Oh no! This was like the cream. So you'd get this like nair removal oh. cream that you put on skin, and then it would you'd leave it there for like ten minutes, and it. I don't know that what can't it does. Be good, though, it, like that cannot it be. Loosens, nah, because this like we it burn. I know if you like a. Yeah, so you'd have to get pretty good at like getting it all off once you painted it on, or you'd paint in sections. We got pretty. We the first thing was just painting the whole back. At Bigsy's back, you get like one of those rollers. Like right, Dexter in the lounge room first. <laughs> the funny thing was he do like we do it in the garage and he'd be on a gym bench having a beer while it was happening. So we'd be like, you know, just chatting away and then 10 minutes would be up and you'd use the scraper and then you'd scrape and then put it into like a chucks. But we, yeah. by the end of it, we'd kind of been going, we'd go through like almost half a packet of chucks because there was just so oh, much wow. cream in hair. You know, is it well insulated guy. And I forgot to tell you, sorry. Shrek, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great, yeah, cool. I forgot to tell Andre you, Tegan, Joel's, Joel's from Western Australia. so. Oh, this okay, sorry, yeah. that makes so much sense. That, yeah. that yeah. makes thing. sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you were saying You're about, right. like, the differences between men and women purchasing things, mm. what about, like, the morning after pill? Well, the weird thing about that. There's a that, huge difference yeah. of judgment if a man buys it to if a woman buys it, right? Yeah, and they ask for, um, so forgive me, it's actually been a long time since I've been through this process and if any women know that I'm getting this wrong or if things have changed, but back in the day, the time that I had to do it, they ask for your name and address. It's like they actually put you on a register. What? Before what? You buy this thing. What? Yeah. Why? And I, I, I don't know. I think that it's because... There are, it's, it's quite a, um, a powerful drug that you're yeah. ingesting oh, okay. and you don't want this to be your, um, your form of, uh, what do you call it? Birth control. You don't want to be taking this thing. A it's lot. a last resort. It's a last resort because I think there are some wow. pretty long-term health ramifications. Yeah. Uh, the, the C word is jumping into my head. I think there's some link to ovarian cancer if you're taking this thing. I thought you often. meant, I thought you meant cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, just say it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I think you are right. So I think they like to keep it a, a tally of, wow. you know, just in case, you know, they can put it into their little system. But 
I certainly felt that there was also a severe level of judgment associated yeah. with well, yeah. it as well. Um, so if a woman goes in to buy it, she's getting the whole, mm, somebody played up last night. Yeah. But if I go in to buy it, I get a fist bump. <laughs> Different story. Yeah. Is it the same with like a pregnancy test? No, because you can get them pretty easy. You can grab them from Safeway. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I meant the, the um, lack of a better word, shame. <laughs> you shouldn't be ashamed to buy that. But, like, is it embarrassing yeah. to buy that? Well, no, I think that with pregnancy tests that's got more of a, like, oh, you're starting a family sort well, of Well, what if you're 16 or something? True. If you go in young and do it. Oh, you're there's... slut, you know, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Massive whore. <laughs> Massive whore. Uh, yeah. I know that this is a little bit of a jump subject matter-wise, but I've just been hearing, oddly enough, a lot of stuff about this. So... My husband does a podcast about the emergency services. So we occasionally get really funny stories about stuff that happens to firefighters, police officers, and ambulance people, you know, paramedics. Yes. And one of the more common things that they uh, come across regularly is people, in particular men, who have often been cleaning in the nude and fallen backwards onto something or just accidentally gotten a Coke bottle stuck up their jacksie, just lots of accidental uh, billiard balls going missing, candles, up, and just these poor people who, because, you know, you're talking about being shamed and you'd hope that your paramedic's not going to shame you, but what do you say? Like, yeah. what do you say in that situation? And just be just honest. Gotta, just got to be honest. I feel yeah. like you would be. You're, you're vacuuming in the nude and fell backwards onto a Coke bottle. I just don't know if it works. I wonder if it, like, what about that one person who it actually was an accident and it happened to, like, <laughs> legitimately yeah. I tripped and this Coke bottle was like, yeah, sure, dude, like, I'm not even joking. They come in the next day with, like, their CCTV footage, like, see what happened. I was vacuuming with my pants off. Oh. Yeah, having to prove yourself, Rob. I, I did, look, look, even <laughs> after the fact, well after the fact. So your, your, um, oh Paul's, Paul's father was, was a police officer. He and was. he wrote he wrote a book about that, didn't he? No, he Two didn't books. actually. <laughs> well, Paul, oh, Paul did. Yes, I know. Yeah, no, no, you no. Paul wrote the book <laughs> about his dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So his yeah. um his dad was it was it was quite a lovely story actually. He was just working as a labourer and was in the portaloo sort of situation and saw this newspaper clipping blow under the toilet door showing this gorgeous woman who was in the New South Wales Police Force and it was this recruitment ad kind of join up now. Ah. Uh was like, I'll have a bit of that, mm. and so joined up to become a police officer. About a year or so into his cadetship, uh, he then spots the woman from the ad. Her name is Christine. He asks her out, and the rest is history. History. That's literally. No! Yeah. It's this crazy, and it's beautiful. I've seen the ad in the paper. I've seen the whole thing. It's so lovely. But, yeah, he um, he's had the most amazing career. He started off as a police officer. Then he went into forensics. Um, and he joined the the fire brigade after that. It was New South Wales, part of the New South Wales Fire Brigade. And he also, for a long stint, operated a funeral home. They operated this funeral parlor on the um on the beaches in Sydney. So, also, an uh, embarrassing purchase. <laughs> yeah, just super awkward. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's just got just the most batshit stories. But yeah, we have people regularly just writing in with the craziest tales. It's um, and he turned it into a book and then a podcast. Yeah, so he wrote his first book and then there were just so many stories that Penguin, you know, very rightfully said we are not putting those in print because <laughs> of various yeah. legal reasons. Yeah. So John and Paul uh, took their advice and just decided to release them in an audio format anyway. Uh, so, you know, 
we're just waiting for the court cases to roll in. But, you know, really, really wonderful stories. And, so uh, book one was um, Loose Units and Electric Blue, correct? What's the podcast yeah. called, Teeks? Uh, the podcast is called Loose Units. Loose it's, Units it's as well. It's had lots of oh, different cool. series. Uh, so there was Loose Units Hot Stuff coming through, yeah. which was all about the fire brigade. Um, and now they're hot on stuff. to Don't worry, Joel. It, it'll be in the crime section. It won't be competing with us. So okay, good. it's okay to plug good. it is what I'm getting at. No, you can't. No, don't. Yeah, yeah. different audience. Different audience. Different audience. Completely different. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a massive fan of I used to live with um, two paramedics. Um, right. And the amount of stories that you come home and she just going, that's yeah. that. Brilliant. That is brilliant. Or even my sister who yeah, the ER nurse I'm referring to beforehand, you're like, How's your day? She just sends you a photo of 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 something that she's having to clean or an accident that's happened, or just like the melee of and in a funny way, when it's bad, you you know, you just kind of It also makes it harder to like because my mum has been a nurse for 30, 30 years and paramedic as well for 15. And it just made it harder to ever feel sorry for yourself at dinner. We just yeah. like, oh, yeah. I hurt my toes today. She's like, did you? Oh, sweetie. Someone died in my arms today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it, it is that really interesting thing of putting life into perspective because, you know, both Paul and I were both artists and, mm. you know, we think our career is particularly stressful, you know, especially at the moment. But then you speak with anybody who exists out there in the real world and it is. It's a very sobering thing. I um I enjoy that in this, though, there is a lot of conversation around the mental health for people in emergency services because yeah. I think we just take it for a given that they're okay that yeah. you know, there's just that sort of person who can deal with it. And I wonder if that's always the truth. I think that it's nah, man, it's the iceberg effect. quite similar. And, yeah. It's I mean, like what you see in the top, there's it. so much going on underneath that you don't see because they have to stay strong. They can't be in the room, like, you know, mentally breaking down in front of a patient. They have to be strong for that person as well. Mm. Do you, Joel, have one embarrassing purchase from your history that you could tell us? I'll tell you mine. I once bought Norbert on Blu-ray. <laughs> Oh, is that the is that the, the, the Eddie Murphy no, the Eddie Murphy one? Oh. <laughs> yeah, he plays like the the fat chick that he yeah. So I had one that was a, uh, uh, not related to me, but I think anyone who buys a Collingwood membership that's pretty. Oh, <laughs> hey, Tegan's Carlton, oh. so that works great. Yeah, that works. Oh, are well. you? Yeah, yeah, and we're having an the all right time. I've got one, uh-huh. I guess. Yeah, I can. I guess I've sort of got one that I can yeah. finish up with now, which is that I don't usually buy expensive bags and shoes. I've just never been that sort of a person. But when lockdown happened, Oraton, which is this kind of, I think they're a bit fancy, yeah, fancy bags, yeah. had some crazy sale. And because I've been writing lots of scripts, I was like, I'm going to get myself a fancy satchel, just really nice leather fancy satchel. Mama's earned my this. In. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a treat. Anyway, we went into lockdown three seconds later, so I've got this fancy you can't satchel. can't show it off. As, no, so what I do is I put things in it and then I walk to the next room and then I take them out of my fancy <laughs> satchel. <laughs> Just to justify this fucking purchase. <laughs> Paul, what do you think of uh, what do you think of this? Taking with three months behind on rent. <laughs> <Don't care. laughs> Um, we, we had a bit of a poll going out on Choose Your Fighter oh, on yeah. Instagram just a while ago, uh, Tegan, and yes. it was Choose Your Fighter who would win in a fist fight between Pauline Hanson and Carol Baskin. All right, um, I've got mine. Who did you go okay. with, can I ask? I would go with Pauline, and my method would be that she'd be wearing a burqa, she'd be in disguise sitting <laughs> in the corner, and then she'd come out of nowhere with like a handful of chicken salt and like in your face, and then <laughs> yes. she'd scream rhetoric in your ear in this That's wonderful news like in the Queensland accent smack you around with some fish fillets and then deep fry you. Yes, yes. I mean, I think that we're, we're on a specific. similar, 
a similar path in that I also want to add to that everything you said, but also the fact that Pauline Hansen's done time. Like, oh, she has too. Know, she did, yeah. What? Yeah, she was incarcerated. She was meant to be incarcerated for something like three years. I'm just going off the top of my head. The, the um, It was for fraud and it was overturned, no. but she ended up doing 11 days in the slammer. Wow. And I reckon in that time, I mean, if you can't figure out how to make a shiv sort of situation in 11 days, true, true. you're not paying attention. So yeah. although Karen Baskin has her big cats, yeah. I'm still with you. I'm backing Pauline Hanson. I'm going to say Baskins because Martha Stewart has also been to prison. I reckon I could take her in an easy fist fight. <laughs> but also Baskins has also committed crimes, but she just got away with it. Yeah. Yeah, so she's Allegedly, canny. for legal reasons. Everybody, everybody, the majority of people chose chose Baskin. But um, I like the fact that Pauline I think Pauline never underestimated a redhead either. I know I've, I've no, always that's said my that. Thing, but they're both redheads. Yeah. No. I mean, it's just <laughs> that's what I mean. Don't underestimate the fight as a whole. Is I what mean, I'm saying. Give, you can give Baskin an awful lot of credit. I'm sure yeah. she's, you know, wonderful if she is a criminal mastermind, good owner. But Pauline Hansen's from Queensland. I mean, True. need we say more? No, you don't. Yeah, you, I had yeah. a woman. I had a had a woman. I I turned down a drink once in Queensland, and a woman put a stiletto through my fucking hand. <laughs> are you are you actually not kidding. telling the truth? Not kidding. That say that if you see that, yeah, uh, <gasps> kind of there, yeah. I was in a bar, woman came up, seemed really nice, was offered to kind of sit down and have a chat. And I just went, look, I'm not really, you know, interested or I'm just, I'd, I'd rather just spend time with my mates. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to go home in 30 minutes anyway. At the bar, doing other stuff and saying goodbye to friends. She goes, so can you get a beer? Like, do you want a beer? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. I've, I've said this. Anyway, I turned away and she put a stiletto, she pulled it off and just put it straight through my hand. She sure got that beer. How rude of Insane. you. Insane. Did she do time for that? That is so violent it was and terrifying. It was Pauline. Pauline. That's what she went to jail for. <laughs> ah. Tegan, here's the game, right? I'm Go. thinking of a number between one and four hundred, and you have this to game. you have to guess it. Okay. All right, I've got one. Yeah. What is it? Do I just say it out loud? Yeah, say it out loud. Three hundred and forty-nine. Yes. Oh my Bullshit. god. <laughs> well done, Tegan. She's no. I How never, come you can't do this, Joel? It's so easy. He came up with like one and four. I don't know. Um, and if you want to check out anything, check out Loose Units and uh, as a podcast and as the book and also Electric Blue. And uh, reason being, you were saying to me before that you're married and if he's making money, you're making money. So that makes Yeah, I think that's how it works. And then yeah. eventually, yeah. yeah, I think he's sorted out his will. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's not important, but I'm just, I think it's helpful. I think it's but helpful. But also, also check money. you out. What's your um, Instagram and Twitter handles at I think at it's just box. I think if you type in my name, my name's so stupid that so unique there's, there's no one the else. You're looking for. Thank you. Unique. Higginbotham. Yeah. I asked I got asked um after a gig once what my real name was. <laughs> I was like Higginbotham and she's like, Oh, I thought it was I thought it was a joke. I was like, No, that's my name. Um it's actually Narnia, uh, surname yeah. business. So if you can spell it, it's like a magical quest. If you can spell Tegan Higginbotham, you will find me on the socials. And you'll love every second of it. Thanks okay. again, Tegan. We uh, appreciate having you on. You've been great. Thank you. See you, guys. How do you end these things? Thank you for listening. And if I can, could I ask you a favor? Whatever platform you're listening on right now, 
Could you use those beautiful thumbs of yours and give us a subscribe and a review? Just a real gentle, nice four to five stars. We'd love you for it. Or even give us a follow on Spotify. And don't forget to head to our Facebook and Instagram page at So What Do You Reckon Podcast. Jump on the discussions. We hope to see you soon. Thanks for listening.